This is a Balanced Brain Podcast with your hosts, Melanie Nicholson and Sean Clift. Welcome back to the Balanced Brain Podcast. My name's Sean Clift and I'm joined again, as always, with my good friend and co-host, Melanie Nicholson. Melanie, good to see you again. How are you? I'm going great. Thanks, Sean. We've got another excellent episode tonight. We're joined by one of my oldest friends, Lee Tankey. She's a school teacher up at Agnes Waters. We caught up with our family holiday a couple of, oh, oh, about a month ago, I'd say. And she was telling me about this amazing program that she's implemented in the school that she works in. And I thought we'd have a chat to her. So, hey, Lee, how are you? Welcome to the show. Welcome, Lee. Hi, thanks, guys. It's it's an absolute honour to be on your podcast. An honour. We, we love that. <laughs> Lee, tell us about yourself and, and about the program. Yeah, I'm, um, I've been teaching for over 20 years now. I've um, had the good fortune to have taught out West in um, a variety of schools, two teachers' schools, bigger schools, and um, I'm a mum of three and live with my family in beautiful Agnes Water here. So um, I've been here for about 10 years. We've raised our family. We're still raising our family. And we were lucky enough to be able to do some work with um, the Smiling Mind program. And so what has started as something lovely to do to um, help people feel calm has actually become a really integral part of the way our school operates now. So, Lee, just give us a quick rundown. What is Smiling Mind? Smiling Mind is a not-for-profit organisation. So... I'll tell you what I used to think it was before I learnt more about it. I used to think Smiling Mind was a program for troubled teenagers. So when I first heard of Smiling Mind, I didn't see much application in my job or my life. However, I attended a wellbeing workshop and we actually participated in a Smiling Mind meditation. And what we got to learn and experience we thought was pretty powerful for our students back here. And so it's a program that's broken up into 20 key lesson areas and each of those lessons gives students a a mindset to work on and um, it's been very deliberately structured so that at the start of the year the students work through lessons around attention and awareness and move all the way through the year to gratitude and acts of kindness. So it's the program where we actually get to meditate, learn what it means to be mindful, and then actually debrief and learn more together. Wow, it sounds amazing. So let's just clarify, you're in a primary school. So so what are the kids' ages that are participating in this program? So the kids um, range from prep to year six. Okay, so, you know, it's sort of five to 11 is that yep. right five to about 12 that's right yeah and Lee, do so, you do it through all grades so you do it for all ages between that age? we do so the um the implementation of this program has been very deliberately um slow and structured so we didn't just come in and say hey this is a great idea and now we're all going to do it we've developed it over a couple of years now so that what is actually happening in our school every single week is the same lesson. So this week, the lesson is on managing emotions. 
Okay. Next week, the ne next fortnight, the lesson will be on gratitude. And so what happens is at our weekly parade, I stand up and um, do some belly breathing and starfish breathing with the whole school. And then we talk about the key concepts of whatever the lesson might be for that week. And then in the classrooms, the teachers do about a 30-minute lesson. And then with the students, they debrief. Then through the week, they listen to a meditation, a two to three minute meditation that's directly linked to that concept they've been taught. So in managing emotions, so this week with my class, um, we had the lesson on what, what does it mean? Where do we feel emotions? Uh, what Let's classify our emotions, not as good or bad, but as useful or not useful. Let's be curious about the emotion we're feeling. What's it telling us? And then the students get talked through a guided meditation and we participate. So the adults in the room participate because there's a lot of value and power in that. And we need it. Teachers need it yeah. as well. And so when they did the guided meditation this week, they actually prompted you with saying, imagine it's the first day of the school holidays. So the kids all felt the emotion, so did I, <laughs> of what that feels like. And then imagine you've, got, you've gone to the beach and then you've been told you've got to go home. And so they step them through all the emotions they may feel in that one day. And then afterwards we debrief. Well, how did you feel when it was the first day of the holidays? And we describe it. We felt joy. And what did joy feel like for you? And how did you feel when you had to go home? I, I felt frustrated or disappointed. And, and, and so it actually gives them practice at feeling those emotions, learning the strategies to roll with that. We debrief, we see that, oh, other people feel the same and it's normal. And then when we face those situations where we are having a tricky emotion, we, we've practiced, we know what to do when we're feeling frustrated or angry. We can do some breathing. We can um, pay attention to what's happening right now around us. So we've got, we've had the practice and then when we need it, we use it. So, Lee, this is not just a tick and flick. This is like a really dedicated, like, this is, you know, you're going through the whole genre of meditation and mindfulness. It's not just yep. a five-minute exercise a week in the parade ground. That's right. Or something to do to cool the kids down mm. after a hot lunch. It's so I have so much faith and trust in the people who've designed this program. So it is research driven and I don't want to rattle off statistics and tell you all the things that, that people could find for themselves. We are living this right now in our school and the benefits for me are more than I ever imagined. And it, it has encouraged me just to go on and to encourage others also to give it that time that it needs, but it, it is working. We, and we don't have, um, we don't have data in numbers to say now we have 80% of children who feel, um, you know, more resilient around coming to school. We can't measure it like that. But what we are measuring is we're constantly checking in with our teachers and with our students. And, and I've got some absolutely beautiful quotes from kids that to me is, is more meaningful as a, a collection of if this is working or not than to gather, um, you know, percentages. 
So, Lee, so. like you're, you're, you're obviously really passionate about this because we had a really good conversation when our families were together on holidays a month or two ago. And I, and, and I know that you were, you were talking to me about it even 12 months, the, the, the year before. So like, how, how did you get it started? What, what, what brought it to you? What, what was the thing that made you think, look, I want to bring this into my school? How did, how did you sort of start to develop that program yourself? So um, I've been really fortunate with the two principals that I've worked with over the implementation of this, that, that they've been incredibly supportive and they see the value in it. Um, so it began in um, 2019 when um, the principal and myself, we did some training around the wheel of wellbeing. And through that, we learned a lot of the science behind um and well-being is not just about you know being able to do the tricky yoga pose or you know living a pure um vegetarian non-drinking lifestyle which <laughs> definitely is amazing and good for you but it definitely the kids don't have to worry about the no drinking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i think red wine we did learn that red wine is good for you that's good to know panels or something good for you um <laughs> No, what, what actually happened was we came in after the break and um, they played a smiling mind meditation. And so we participated in it. And whilst that was happening, um, I'd also been um, introduced to yoga here in town. So that was something I had never, ever done previously and thought, no, I'm not a yoga person. Like they're probably going to laugh at me. I'm in my trackies and I was pushing a pram in it and I didn't fit that mould. I don't fit that mould. But what I felt through doing that and and when we sat with the principal and I sat in that room and did the meditation, we said, hey, look at how calm this room is. Look at how settled everyone is. Imagine in a classroom, let's have a play. So when we came back, we started um, really putting well-being at the front and centre in the workplace, not just, you know, you can do your well-being at five o'clock or you can do your well-being on the weekend when you go surfing or whatever it is. No, we, we're putting it into our, our day, our workplace. We're valuing it. Right. So we very bravely um, started our staff meetings with a smiling mind meditation, just a short meditation. And we came at it from the angle that this is a really great practice for your well-being. We value you. So let's all spend some time now just doing this meditation. And Agnes Water is a, the type of place where people, they, it's near the ocean, so so it's healthy living and, and people are very open-minded. And so the majority of the staff um, were open and they said, yep, this is great. Um, and if they didn't, it was good-natured in that they would just sort of um, get to sit quietly for three or four minutes and not have to do anything. So that that's a good thing as well. And so we got our staff doing it and we talked about how it could be applied. And we've got some early adopters, some teachers who were already oh, trying right. that. So, so you started with the staff first? Yeah. Because, wow. okay, great. Right. Um, because you cannot make something like this have impact if it's not valued by the people implementing mm. it. Mm. And so it also, what spilled out of that was... Um, it used to happen that I would sit there. I wouldn't be able to meditate because I was too worried that um, 
maybe people didn't like it and maybe they just thought this was another thing that they were having to do and they didn't like it. And I would worry the whole time, defeating completely, not um, defeating the purpose of being mindful. But over the years, I realised that it didn't really matter so much that, and that what I was thinking they were thinking probably wasn't the case at all. Yeah, it right. Never, it never is, is it, Lee? Like it's never, no. yeah, it's just things we make up in our mind. But in my experience, yeah, most people, um, even just to, just to have that quietness as an adult, yes. you know, and I was, I was going to say to you, I guess your your best feedback when it comes back to the kids would be from parents. Like what what's happening there with the feedback from the parents? Yeah, so... Um, the way we, we we knew that we had to let parents know what we were doing and give them information around it because you could imagine some um, people might be thinking, geez, how do they have time to do that in schools? They complain they don't have enough time and now here they all are lying down on the ground. You know, so, so and no one ever did say that, but we we armed them with information. We, we have um, a particular way of doing our homework, which is really family-friendly, and part of the homework grid that we send home, it, it talks a little bit about having the smiling mind meditation playing. So kids were bringing it home through their homework so that parents would be able to check it out with their children at home. Um, and we ran some parent um, professional development sessions. Um, I got trained a little bit more in embedding the program with a colleague of mine and together the two of us were able to um, sit down with some parents and share the information. And then what happened became um, through how much the student picked it up. So I had a mum and these things came out of the blue and they were so exciting and they always seemed to come at a time where you were thinking, is this working? Are, are people really interested? One mum sent an email saying, I was listening to my daughter playing with her friend in the room the other day and they were playing schools and you could hear them. And then um, at the start of the day, they actually led the dolls through a guided meditation. Wow. And the mom was so supportive of that because she said, children play what they experience and you are giving this to our students. This is, and she could hear what they were saying. And then I had another mother come up to me after school one day and, and um, she was very excited and she actually grabbed me and said um, her daughter had had her appendix out, she'd had her surgery done and she was very nervous beforehand. And the daughter, this little girl, used the Smiling Mind meditation techniques to calm herself down. She knew at that age what she was feeling and what she could do to help get herself into a better state of mind. And so I um, I love it as a teacher. I love what it brings to the classrooms. I love it as um, leading our staff around looking after their wellbeing. And I just wish, because when I was a little girl, I, I was pretty nervous and I was pretty quiet and always in my head, not sharing too much because I was really trying to be seen and not heard. And I wish that someone could have given me this language around, hey, you know what, what you're feeling now is pretty normal and we're going to help you be more resilient or we're going to help you show a little bit of self-compassion and these are some of the things you can do. I just wish, I wish this for every kid. I really do. 
Yeah, Lee, yeah. I think we all wish that back and, you know, I mean, having gone through, like I'm I'm 45, so I went through the education in the 80s, as Sean would have. And, yeah, yeah we're all yeah. about the same age. Yeah, it would have been amazing to have that, have that from the start and to start in primary school rather than, you know, letting it get to high school and they've never done these things before and then high school is the challenge. So it's great that it's starting this early. Yeah. So, Lee, it must have had not just an impact with the school, I mean, it's a little community up there at Agnes. It must have sort of flowed through the whole community, really. Well, that's the beauty of this place is that you can go, you know, tonight there's a special moon. You could go to chanting tonight. You could go to yoga tonight. It's not a, it's not an uncommon concept, but, but what, what is uncommon and a comment got made just recently with a new parent who'd come to enroll their child They'd been in a lot of other systems, a lot of other education systems. And when we talked about the Smiling Mind program, she was kind of thinking, no, you can't do that in a state system. Oh. Um, this is, That's very forward thinking of you, was the comment. And we sort of said, no, no, it's it's changed. Education has evolved and this is where it's at and where it needs to be at. So one of the analogies we use is around you know when you get kids to school and you you've got the best lessons planned and you've got the most amazing classroom and everything's ready to go but if that child is not in a state to learn if that child has suffered any trauma and it doesn't have to be a big traumatic event trauma can come in a lot of different forms so they're going to be in their fight or flight mode. They're not going to be able to learn or retain information. And so we talk about it like um, you're painting your room and and you could have the most beautiful paints to paint on that wall, but if you don't have that undercoat and that sanding, if you don't have that preparation done, nothing's going to stick. And I feel like that's what this mindfulness meditation does for the kids. And so, so they learn a little bit of the science around it as well, which is so fascinating for them, and they can cope with it. So they learn about the brain, that, and, it, and it's in the um, student-friendly language, but for me, that's also me-friendly language that helps I actually understand that. So we can flick them if they've had, if they're having a rough time, and a lot of kids did have a rough time, a lot of families did have a rough time during COVID, and so... We can make sure when they come, if we can do the breathing, if we can get them out of that fight or flight zone and into their um, prefrontal cortex, then they can be responding to learning. They can be communicating with you about how they're feeling instead of crying or not talking or being under the table. So we're helping them become more resilient. And so the community, the big community, um, I guess, the feeling that has come is really around what the parents are saying about it and, and that's what they're spreading out there. Well, Lee, like you're a parent as well and so mm-hmm. I know that your two kids were, well, you, well, the three kids. I don't know if Sam might have been a bit too old before it started, but I know your other two, Rosie and Benji, they went through the program. How, how was it for you as a mother? Oh, so grateful so appreciative to the teachers for being open to learning something new um knowing you know kids go through i have learned that it's not smooth sailing being a a parent and 
um, you've got to have some tools to support your children when they go through things that you can't protect them from or um, that you want to, but you're going to deprive them of some really great life lessons if you do. Um, so for me, I, I could introduce it at home and there were times and my husband Jeremy's also very supportive of this. So uh, my son would go and compete in a tennis competition and on the way there, he and my husband listened to a meditation to help him get into the zone where he could calm down and visualize and just be okay. But that's only a small amount. So I could do a little bit as a mum and, and I could use what I know as a mum here at home, but having it embedded at a school level, just the relief I feel knowing that the things we talk about around the dinner table at night, the issues that they might be facing, I know that that common language is going to be used in their classroom with their teachers the next day and they'll talk about mindful communication. And so I, I can do my bit as a mum, but, but what those teachers are giving the kids at school is just giving them such a deeper understanding. And, and it, it's being observed, you know. Um, we have some tricky challenges from time to time. All schools do. And I used to worry that when, you know, and, and little preps as well, putting um, a meditation on for little preps and getting them to do it. Like, cause we did think, how are they, how will they lay still for five minutes? Can they, but some of these kids who are having a tricky time, who our hearts are, you know, open the most for, they're starting to request, can we do a smiling mind now? Wow. Whereas some of these kids, it, it was hard to regulate their emotions and we would have to try everything we could. And so now we're actually taking a bit more of a um, pr preventative approach with them so that we're not having to put out the fire of anxiety or, or not wanting to come to school and saying, try doing the meditation now. We're doing it before that stuff even hits. And so we're seeing less incidents of that kind of thing as well. So I was going to ask you, Lee, about that because obviously um, behavioural issues are just such a big thing in schools now. Um, so tell us how the behaviour overall has changed. Like how is that happening in the school and what's everyday like for, I guess, the environment of the school and the culture, I guess, school culture? Yeah, and that... It's funny because I, I had a meeting this morning with one of my supervisors and culture was what kept coming up, how the culture in the school feels. Again, something that you can't measure. Mm. Um, so what we've done in our school is we've actually aligned the lesson schedule, so what gets taught each fortnight, with our, um, it's called PBL, it's Positive Behaviour for Learning. So, you know, it's not um, when we were at school, you'd get detention or you'd write like, okay. it's not like that anymore. And so we teach, so behaviors are telling us something. And so the smiling mind program has worked in really well. So for example, um, this week, the focus might be I'm, we are safe in our school and we're safe when we keep our hands and our feet to ourselves. So we all reinforce that really strongly. But the smiling mind part might be, and I use great words, uh, kind words, and tell people when I'm grateful for them. So what the program has given us is this really consistent 
approach to the way we speak to the students, the way we expect them to, to speak to each other as well. So um, we started a kindness jar because that came out of it, all of these little acts of kindness, and we thought we need to recognise this. And, and so every week on parade, um, you could get your name drawn out of a jar that someone else has put in to, for an act of kindness that you've done. And it's a simple thing. And I know it's all over the world, the, the random acts of kindness. It's such a good thing, but it happens every week in our school and it, it fits to the Smiling Mind program. So it's, it's kind of like all these pieces of the puzzle that make our culture, make our school, that I, I think we can just really attribute to that Smiling Mind. Lee, you've been a, a professional teacher for a long time. What what would you recommend for, you know, other teachers, other schools? How 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 can they get involved? Or I know you're 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 not you don't have the program, but what would you say to other schools on how they should get involved and what what could how could they go about it? So, firstly, I would say um, invest in your team your staff the people let them feel the benefits of what this program can actually give teachers and talk around there's a, a component of the program for educators so by letting them feel it and think wow this is really great then that will be easier for them to sell it to the students and the families um if a school was wanting to have a go at this you will be very well supported with the smiling mind resources um they offer self-care webinars for teachers after school that they do it as a zoom so they will help you set it up my advice would be to start with just one little thing one little change that you might like to to see happen and give it the time just give it time and be patient with it it is worth it um and I also, I wonder what it could be like, not necessarily in a school, but in a workplace. Yeah, right. I've worked in yeah. a workplace other than a yeah. school. But um, I just think, you know, we we play, um, so we didn't say to all of our staff, all right, everybody, now you have to put the app on your phone and, and you have to meditate because you cannot, because mm. it's such a personal, mm. really personal thing. But what we did do is we made it fun. So um, everyone loves a game and a bit of an incentive. So we we filled our staff room whiteboard with um, there's about twelve different um, activities that all contribute to your well-being. We called it mindfulness bingo. And so when you completed that activity, you had to sign your name on the piece of paper, and the person at the end. Um, you know, of a week or two weeks with their name up the most for having done the most of these um, mindfulness activities might get um, a free playground. I might do your playground duty or whatever it is that people would buy into. So one of the activities in mindfulness bingo was download the Smiling Mind app. Um, after about two or three terms of playing the game, everyone had the app on their phone. Right. Um, Things like, you know, drinking two litres of water today, go and eat your lunch out in the garden, go to the beach after school, do a smiling mind meditation with a class today. So we just tried to really slowly trickle it in and let people feel 
how good it is and how it makes us as educators, we are more um, emotionally aware. We're aware of when we feel like perhaps now we need a little rest and it's okay to clock off right now um, so that we're not pushing ourselves to that point of burnout or getting to the school holidays and falling in a heap because you're exhausted from your term that you've had. Um, so, yes, that's what I would, uh, that's how we. So for you personally, it. Lee, mm-hmm. how's it affected you? How's it changed your mm. practice on a, on a daily basis? Like, you know, you and I had a great discussion there a couple of months ago. So you've started meditating. You've started to yep. really change your personal, you know, practice, I guess. How's it affected yep. you personally? So the the big reason that I changed and developed this as part of, because I am a routine habit person, I need to have my little things that I do each day for, for it to become something that I just do. And um, we learned in our training of this concept, and I, I don't know much about it, so I don't want to get it wrong when I say it, but it's it's called the allostatic load and they talked about it, likening it to when you're driving a car mm. and, um, you know, you've got your car and it's, mm. you just put the petrol in and it could be just crappy petrol, but it doesn't matter, it's petrol, and you just keep driving it and you don't worry about the oil or you don't, your car's so old, the light doesn't probably come on. <laughs> you know, you don't worry about filling up the windscreen wiper thing. You don't worry if your tyres are bald because it's still going. And And so they talked about that is what we are doing to our bodies when we are operating under that stress and what that does is we're always feeling adrenaline so i was finding myself with that feeling of panic in my stomach nothing bad was happening nothing it was just this feeling of um come on kids get in the car get your uniform on get your hair done let's go let's go i don't have time to talk about that let's get in the car we've got to go and we get there and i'd get to school and i'd kind of think wow I just rushed that kid I just rushed that little seven-year-old girl through plaiting her hair and enjoying a morning just because I felt stressed and needed to get to work so people wouldn't think that you know I wasn't on time or whatever I would worry about and I, I used to think well it's okay because when I get to work I'm pleasant and I and I'm doing my job but that feeling is still there and that's when I learned about the allostatic load, I thought that's the cortisol still there. You have to get it out of your body. So it's not okay to operate on that feeling all the time. So when you meditate your and, and physical exercise as well is a way of getting rid of it from my understanding. And so um, one of the things we learned when we did our training was you needed to develop the habit. So you needed to tie your meditation with a habit that you had and you had to write it down and you had to commit to it. So mine was um, when I get up in the morning, I'll boil the kettle to make my cup of tea. And while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil, I will sit down and I will do a meditation. So I was, putting it into so so it's like you know the smart goals you know you have to Mm. to make it work in with what you're doing and now what it is is um in the mornings maybe three or four mornings a week before I get out of bed I just kind of check in with how my body's feeling what's my head thinking 
and what meditation do I need? And in the app, you know, the one I've been doing this week is self-compassion. So talking to yourself the way you might to a friend if they said, you know, I don't think I'm good enough or I, I think I'm overwhelmed. And that's how I start my day. Wow. Before I get out of bed. Okay. And so, Sorry. Um, Lee, what I can see would be crucial part of the ongoing success of this program is one, parents being aware of the program and advocating for themselves in their own schools. How do parents, how do we get parents involved in that, that more formal process? Because it is quite formal in schools and how you have to implement that. So how do we get parents involved? Because I think that's a critical part of everything that's happening here. Yes, the parents. So I think making sure that along your way of implementing this, that you not only set aside time for training the teachers and the teacher aides, but you have to have the parents as well. We presented ours to our PNC committee. So um, before you put in a program or, or something that you want to do, you have to take it for approval um, to show them. And so that PNC committee is the representative of the parent. So you'll tell them all about it and they feed back out to the parents. So if a parent in another school in Agnes Waters yep. found out that um, their friend's child was going to your school and they wanted, and it's not in their school, then how yep. does that parent advocate to get it in their kid's school? Well, they have to, you can do it at your home, like you can do it at home, like it is yep. a home friendly practice that definitely you can do it needs to become from the leaders I think I think it needs to be valued from the leaders in the school I don't know how they would get it happening if it wasn't but I do know that it is spreading I do know that the fact that this is something that helps kids with their resilience like that word of mouth would spread it to put it into a school I would get in touch with the Smiling Mind program. And you do need to have a couple of people trained in actually how to do the lesson sequence and how, um, because the lessons are the same all the time, it follows the same. Um, yeah, yeah that, that's a good question. I, I, I'm not in that situation. Well, what we'll do is um, we'll put a link. Sure what I would we'll put a link in our show notes to the Smiling Mind organisation because yeah. I think after people listening to this, I'll be really keen to mm. get some information. So we'll link we'll link in our notes so people can find that. But um, it sounds like an amazing program, Lee. And just I, I'd like to finish up by just, you know, is there any, you don't have to mention names or anything like that, but, you know, what's some of the, some of the particular results that you've seen from some of the kids so when we ask the kids. Yeah, what's some of the feedback that you got from yeah. a couple of the kids? So they've said things like, we because we say, what benefits do you feel in your classroom? How does your classroom feel from doing Smiling Mind? They say uh, we, uh, it feels like we can concentrate more. Wow. It feels like we listen to each other more. It feels calmer. People are kinder. So the... I was reading through tonight just to, to get it into my head to prepare and this is the stuff that they are saying. 
So everything that you'll see in the research around Smiling Mind, around what it actually does, we didn't say that to the kids. But when we're asking these grade grade five and six-year-olds, so um, year levels, sorry, so that's 11 and 12-year-olds, that that's the words that they're using back to us. So they're saying it helps me be kinder. It helps me listen. Wow. The teachers are karma. Well, we're a big advocate of meditation on the Balanced yes. Brain podcast. We've had a couple of episodes about it. So it's been fascinating to talk to you, Lee, about the Smiling Mind program. I think um, anyone who's involved in a PNC or if, or any teachers that are listening, check out our show notes and, and go and have a look at Smiling Minds and see if there's a way that you can implement, in, implement this into your school because, you know, from, from talking tonight, but not just tonight, Lee, you and I have talked for years about this, how much of an amazing program it's been in your school up there. So I, I think it'd be great for any other school to get involved. What do you think, Mel? Yeah, it's it would be amazing. I've already written down, so make sure that we link it through because I am positive that they they would just every school would benefit, right? But to, to start it at primary school, I think is really important. Um, but just to get the message out, because a lot of these great programs exist, but no one knows about them. So I yeah, I you wouldn't want to see this not be fully utilized because it's just it's so important. Lee, it's been so good to have you on the show. It's so amazing to see you know a teacher like you is so passionate about, passionate, not, about like your job it, yeah. and about the yeah. well-being of the kids it's such yeah. a um it's very comforting for me as a father of a six-year-old to know that there's teachers out there like you Lee that are really driving this sort of thing through the school so I want to say thank you you've been a very good friend to me over the years and it's been fascinating to listen to you talk about this it's such, so great to have you on the show um, so thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Lee. Thank you. I really appreciate it, guys. You're doing a good job doing this. And, and I have to say, the amount of times I have listened to you on my one day off a fortnight, <laughs> I plan a job like doing all my folding or cleaning out my pantry, and I listen to you both. And, and Mel, I've never spoken to you before, but when I listen to your podcast, it feels like I'm listening to two old friends and it's lovely. I, I want to chime in. I want to text you and say, yes, that's exactly how I... <laughs> I'll give you my phone number. <laughs> well, now we're three old friends. We're three I, old friends I, on the show. I do think I, I really commend you for this work and I think what you're doing is very important. And, and thank you for having me and, and giving me a chance to, to speak about something that I do love. And, and I feel privileged. Thank you well, so much, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Thanks, everyone, for listening again. So, look, we'll put some links in our show notes to the Smiling Mind program. Lee, you're doing a wonderful job up there at Agnes Waters. Say hello to all the family. And um, I can't wait to see you soon. You live too far away now. I know. I know. At least we'll we get to catch soon. up once a year. All yeah. Right. <laughs> see you, Lee. See you, Lee. Thanks, see you, Mel. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Bye.